episode five of Just Tell Me Where to Turn. We would have started this recording this episode about an hour ago, except my uh, two co-hosts here couldn't stop eating chips long enough to actually start the order of business that we gathered here tonight to do. It was the it was the first thing I asked when I walked in the door. Have you got any chips in here? Always a good question. Always a good question. So so Dave. Dave was so funny on the last show, we've invited him back for another. I mean, who knows? Dave may end up being the third wheel on Tell Me Where to Turn if he keeps bringing, bringing good material to the show like he did last time. It could be. And stops eating chips. Yeah, so we stopped long enough to, to start uh, recording a little bit more for everybody. But So we have uh, episode five? That's what, that's what we're on now? That's what we're going to go with. All the way to five. Just tell me where to turn. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm Glenn. So you can find me at what's my, what's my Twitter handle again? It's, it's never a good. It's qu- so confusing. Glenn is now pulling out his phone to open the Twitter app to see what his Twitter handle is. This is uh, going well so far. Yeah, things uh, just, just everybody vamp here. So it's at three underscore underscore eleven Glenn. And On then Twitter, Tommy, uh, what Tommy are you Lynch, at? Tommy two underscore zero. We're big into the. N- numbers uh, and names. Yeah, we're just trying to be as confusing as possible, and, and Dave69 over here probably still doesn't have one. In our time off, I didn't didn't create a Twitter account. But whoever, it's who, coming. whoever owns the Dave69 Twitter account, we hope gets inundated with really random questions uh, tonight. Absolutely. But we'll see how that goes. We're also doing this show for you under a bit of a dangerous situation. There's big weather outside right now. Big weather is happening, and... Water is literally falling from the sky, and we don't know what to do. So we're all huddled together in a corner next to a microphone. The only way we could battle the weather is to record a podcast. That's right. And I'm going to warn you guys, in case you want to take off now, but the house that we're currently recording this podcast in has a completely damaged roof that needs to be replaced. I feel pretty safe. And I feel like we're one or two more severe incidents away from probably literally having water pouring on our laps while we're doing yeah. this podcast. Could be a problem, but I usually live by the standard of nothing's going to hurt me and I'm going to live forever, so not too worried about a little rain. We are fairly close to sitting directly under your skylight, which is a little <laughs> concerning. Actually, that is probably our worst move which, overall. Uh, it may be hard to see at this hour of the day, which now features a tarp over the top of it yeah. from the last storm's damage. Probably especially difficult for the listener via an audio <laughs> medium to see your skylight that it has a tarp over it. So is it a bad sign that if the people that are actually sitting in this room are having a hard time seeing it, but we're talking about it on an yeah. audio medium? Yeah, that's probably a poor, uh, poor move by us. So are we, are we to the point now in episode five where we're actually starting to really care about quality to the point where uh, oh, yeah. we're criticizing each other's broadcasting quality we you know we we, we started slow and uh, now we're starting to build a little bit we're expecting a little more of each other except for dave because he's still new so if he basically just speaks audibly and doesn't just like fart on the air or something right we're good with him right and, and if you but don't the two rem- of us we need we're almost at expert level by this, right. by this it, point if you don't remember dave from the last episode claim to fame <laughs> is that he ran 13 Point one miles, ran from Plano to Frisco to settle a bet successfully, which yep. was detailed in the last episode. He did the, the diarrhea <laughs> Plano to Frisco run. Yeah, the, the diarrhea run. Uh, and now and now here we are for episode five, and, and we were talking about the weather, but I, I, I want to I share this with you guys. I, and don't be too impressed because I know you go on vacations, you have friends from Europe. Dave won thousands of dollars running 
I own a home. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Very and impressive. Not only do I own a home, I pay extra money for homeowner's insurance there to this go. home. There you go. And I filed my first homeowner's insurance claim a few weeks ago, and I have either of you guys ever been through that process before? I uh, filed one about that same time. I was part of the same uh, act of God that was clearly judgment on all of us. Except for me. <laughs> Because North Dallas apparently was not hit with the same thing that... That seems odd, because your, your ledger is filled to the brim. If anyone was going to be punished, I think you would, you'd be top of that well, list. We, well, we've seen enough news reports to know that bad weather doesn't hit the rich neighborhoods. That's true. It's basically, there's just a giant force field I mean, over, let's be over honest, my area. If a tornado hits, you're going to see trailer homes turned upside down. You're not going to yeah. see... Massive, sprawling mansions in North Dallas. No, not at all. Johnson County scrolling along the bottom of the screen, yeah. too. Yeah. It's just Johnson and Wise and Hunt and Willis. Yes. All the areas that it's questionable whether God loves those people. Very. Well, let me tell you guys a little bit about my experience, and then if that... If that jogs your memory, or maybe this will serve as a public service to other other of our 10 or 15 listeners we have that may be dealing with the same thing, but the, the storm hit, hit our neighborhood, and up and down the street, the, there was pretty visible carnage, broken skylights, damaged cars. I was lucky that I didn't see anything drastically out of place in my house, but I went ahead and called the insurance company who were very quick to say, let us send our adjuster out to take a look at your roof, and don't even worry about talking to anybody uh, until we send somebody out to look at the roof. And who is uh, your, your said insurance? Who is that with? They would be the official insurer of the Seattle Mariners, Safeco. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I should have. Threw a little sports tie in there. Yeah, I guess so. Was I thought it was still Nintendo. <laughs> was the adjuster in a moose costume? Now, that would have been great. That's a fair question. <laughs> That would be great. Actually, the uh, adjuster was from Minnesota, which was just giving me terrible season two Fargo flashbacks. Oh. But but uh, what I found as I was doing some research before I got there is that, that, that it, it is a pretty rookie move to have the adjuster come out and not have a roofing contractor meet him there. Because essentially the number that the adjuster comes up with is really hard to move them off of once they come up with a number. Once they do an, an so estimate you, of something. So you need somebody on your side uh, there to advocate for you. But so, do you know a, a roofing contractor? I mean, no. That seems pretty random. I don't. And, and that actually takes this discussion in a really interesting way. The, the roofing contractors descended on our neighborhood yeah. like, uh, I mean, it was pretty much. Whoa. Hold on. Let's go back to uh, this comparison. What kind of a zone? Uh, I, 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 he has a tarp on his skyline. <laughs> yeah, let's... I've, I've never heard of that defensive strategy on a basketball court, so I'm not sure what a... It may have been a poor choice of words that I'm going to regret. I, I think so. But, no, but what's really funny is that roofing contractors from all over the U.S. showed up, and it wasn't just limited to our area. I saw trucks with, you know, stick-on signs from Indiana. A lot of people from Louisiana and Oklahoma came through because there's literally millions of dollars in insurance money here to be collected. But these SOBs are the most aggressive salespeople that you've ever seen. Wow. 
In fact, I had to instruct my wife when I was at work. Uh, well, I had to instruct her a couple of things. One is to stop having Michael Strahan come over and visit. I thought it was Demarcus Ware. Sorry, no, uh, yeah, uh, and, and Martellus Bennett too. Uh, but but secondly, just don't even answer the door because these guys come up and bang on the door, and they they have their truck and it's like, hey, I've got my lighter. Let me let me get up on your roof. And yeah, that's like the last thing you want to do. Is let them go up on your roof. Well, and, and I, I had heard that before, just anecdotally, that you yeah. don't want them to do that. So the answer was always no. Um, but it got so bad is that, that um, again, you can add this to my montage. We live pretty close to a park. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, t- a couple of times just walking uh, to the park with my son, a, a truck would pull by, see us walking on the sidewalk. The guy driving the truck would stop, roll out the window, and be like, hey, do you live, which house is yours? You know, can I go get on the roof? And yeah. this gets back to your problem of being able to say no, I assume. Yeah, but in this case, I, I was I was pretty definitive uh, no. I think uh, in past experience, the, the best success I've had is just telling whoever it is that I, I already know a guy that's working on it, that's coming out, right. something like that. And, uh, and, and which I did, and most of the time that works, but there were a handful of you know extra aggressive people that said, well, hey, would you like a second opinion? No, uh, I would not. Uh, uh, yeah, and the answer to that is no. I will interject something I did that did work was I uh, had a guy come out and look and not sure if we're going to use him, but he offered to leave a sign with me and I put that in the yard, even though we weren't using them, but that kept anyone from coming to the door because they thought we were already taken. No, and and I've learned that the sign in the yard is the arms race because once the sign's in the yard, you're you're spoken for, right? That that is the uh, promise ring... The engagement ring, if you will. It's the true love waits card <laughs> right. of, of roofing one, processes. One day in the not-too-distant future, you will bend over for said... Uh, for Salazar roofing. <laughs> said side holder. Uh, but yeah, but it does turn into a bit of an arms race. And what what I did was the... Uh, I felt like the very plus EV, to use a poker term, strategy was I, I found what I perceived to be the nicest house in the neighborhood and saw which sign they had in their yard... And, uh, and called that company and ended up having a really good experience yeah. because they weren't out proactively soliciting. In fact, they they were actually needed me to talk in talk them into working yeah, for I, me, which worked out really well. I tried that same strategy, but I was just looking at my own house, so it didn't work. <laughs> you were just looking at yourself in the mirror, <laughs> hoping the reflection would answer your question. I feel oh. like with this whole roofing remodeling whatever when it comes to contractors it is one extreme or the other yes it's either going to be an amazing experience or it's going to be a complete disaster yes years ago never had a roof replaced on one of our houses we had our our uh, a new fence put up this is years and years ago this is like oh five oh six they finished the fence but there's some things about it that aren't really what we want you know it's kind of half-assed they threw it up in a day and whatever so we wanted them to redo some of it they come out and do that but then there's a part of it that's not stained long story short this is a family operation that's running this fence company it's a husband and wife they've had some domestic issues Ooh. where husband has beat up on wife a little Ooh. bit our fence not completed yet i mean it's, it's it's put up but it's not stained completely man listen well, to that thunder here we go. Saturday they come out. We'll be back on Monday. And Saturday night, domestic issue. Wife pulls out a gun, shoots husband in the chest, and kills him. <laughs> okay. So the fence company's not in business anymore. My fence is not completed. <laughs> so I've had the experience there with some... So some, you were the, some desi- the I'm loser. The victim. <laughs> I'm the victim. I had to get out there and stain my own fence. 
So I mean, we agree that that was probably the worst thing that happened in that history of that fence company is not getting your fence finished on time? Probably so. That first, second, the guy, as soon as the shells entered his chest and ended his most unfortunate life, I would imagine, that would be second. So how was that news delivered to you? I'm curious. We read it in the newspaper. Oh, okay. So th- there wasn't an uh, auto-dialer? No. No, uh, recorded but, message that said, hey. He wasn't but, on your softball team. No, <laughs> no. We'll we save that story for later. Um, that could be episode six. It was, it, yeah. <laughs> and I've already got the title, too. <laughs> Shot have, in the head. Uh, have a hot car. Oh, okay. Um, no, that was uh, what we were that talking down, about. Actually. Uh, fence, kill, whatever. Yeah, newspaper. Reading an article, wife shoots husband, we recognize the names and realize it's the people that built our fence. Oh, I thought the headline was, Affluent Man's Fence is Uncompleted. <laughs> that was on the front page. The other was in the, in the metro section. But um, what is funny, well, at least funny to me, is that well, this I, is a funny story. I, I gave it the requisite number of days, maybe for a funeral to take place and whatnot. Let's, body to cool. Let's give it five working days. <laughs> this is a family operation. I went ahead and called the fence company. Oh, wow. Left a message. I think said, the play there is to play dumb, right? No, no, no. I didn't say. You didn't say, I'm very sorry for your no. loss, but. And I didn't leave a message of, hey, I heard one of the owners of the fence company shot the other in the chest. <laughs> Tough break. Or anything like that. But I did leave a message saying, hey, here's who I am. Here's where I live. There's some unfinished work here. You guys going to be able to come out and do this? When are you going to be out here? Never heard anything back ever. So I assume they went out of business. But it makes for a great story that my unfinished fence was unfinished because one of the owners of the company shot the other one in the chest with a shotgun. And I would assume that the odds of one of them being in jail and one of them being dead, the odds of your phone call being returned, probably pretty low. I figure there might be a son or a daughter out there that's going to take over. I'm not going to name the company, but... Uh, well, apparently you can't. It's fine now. Uh, who knows? They may have just... Was it Vegas Bellhop? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was Vegas Bellhop <laughs> Fence Company. Vegas Bellhop Fence. But we had, um, we had some other issues during the course of their... Uh, work that wasn't real satisfactory and I left an inflammatory message with them and they made sure to know that they had attorneys that would if we ever tried to sue them for that they would they would shoot you in the chest no, they, and they, they showed up with a shotgun and showed me a powerpoint of how they would shoot me in the chest oh well so let's get back to See, roofing. Ba- and I haven't heard from my roofer in about a week so now I feel like I need to check the paper but Probably so but my man Jason, um, and he is. Is what, Jason the roofer or the adjuster? No, Jason is the roofer. Okay. Uh, and he's what we might describe as country strong. He drives an F two fifty. Nothing wrong with he's that. Make, you would want your roofer to drive. And he's making America great again. Uh, he he did say one one phrase when he was visiting that is such a uh, such a great country throwback phrase. As was he said, it was it freedom isn't free. <laughs> Well, he makes a good point that it's not, but no. But th- th- this is actually funny. So he he had to change the first date he was going to come out and visit me because his, it was his grandfather's birthday, and he was taking his grandfather out to dinner. Okay. But the way he phrased it was it's such the perfect country way. Instead of saying, it's my grandfather's birthday to take out to Denver, he said, well, it's my grandpa's birthday, and we're all going out to the steakhouse tonight. <laughs> wow. I feel like anytime you use the, in quotes, the steakhouse to describe your dinner destination... 
And is there any doubt it you, was... You can get a steak at Applebee's. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm to, is there any doubt it was Chili's? <laughs> I was going to say it was probably a first cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, I feel like on certain nights, Golden Corral does have steak. But Jason, uh, he worked that adjuster over, and it was late in the day, and I'd like to think that maybe the adjuster was tired. He had done a bunch of other adjustments, but Jason absolutely worked him over. I had the exact opposite... Uh, experience, which is frustrating because I live very near you, Tommy, and have the exact same insurance company. And our adjuster came out and said, hey, these slopes of the roof look fine. We're only going to replace half your roof. (laughs) Which seems pointless. Then went on to say, yeah, the gutters are really dinged up. And I had a roofer out there as well. I did not have your guy, which obviously was a mistake. He might have been at the steakhouse that night. Maybe so. He said, your gutters are really dinged up, but it looks like, and this is the part that killed me, it looks like the downspout of the gutters was a hardier metal, so we're not going to replace those. We're only going to give you money, which I really, how much can that cost? Wow. It can't be more than $20. No. So I'm going to... So I'm actually, uh, I'm actually fighting with them right now to get a adjustment on that first... Uh, they actually immediately mailed me a check which i never said i wanted so it's just sitting there i'm not going to cash it but so your adjuster did you get a name on this adjuster <laughs> was it was it your adjuster's last name like rabinowitz or <laughs> feinstein or anything like yeah. that as a I, as a certain spring salesman once said i did not uh did not <laughs> So for our uh, for our uh, visual medium for our TV show that we're doing here, I've just uh, shown Glenn and uh, Dave a uh, a check for uh, a significant five figure sum of money. I, I feel like we should just take this and go cash it and leave and just never return. Let we'll me, just figure things out. Let me uh, point out that this check that Tommy just showed us that is a very healthy five figure check. Um, I would say comparable houses, same storm. If you knock the far left digit off this check, that would still be more than the check they offered me. Wow. wow. You got hosed. Wow. That check, is that check signed by Ichiro Suzuki? <laughs> I think it is. But let me tell you a funny story about this check. It's actually not worth anything because what, the, uh, what they do when they send you an insurance check is they make the check out to you, obviously, but then if your house carries a mortgage which in my case it does. In fact, I have four mortgages, uh, most of them interest-only arms, uh, just trying to get by. But they, uh, they list the mortgage company as the second payee on the check, so the way the process works is you send the check to the mortgage company so that they know, because obviously if I stop paying my bill, they repossess the house. They sign the check, they send it back to you, you send the check, you deposit it in your account, and you hire... Uh, the, well, once they get out from the steakhouse, you hire your roofer to come right. and, and back right. to work. They put the wrong mortgage company on the check. This is not actually not a mortgage company. We, when we purchased the house, we went through a mortgage broker who brokered the transaction and then sold our mortgage to an actual bank. So this piece of paper is worthless. This piece of paper is worthless. The process that it took me to get the correct mortgage company on the check was unbelievable. It would have been quicker for me to fly to Seattle and... uh, schedule a meeting with i don't know with the moose and- king felix uh, <laughs> yeah. and the moose and personally get them to endorse the check get marshawn lynch to be your personal assistant in this process but uh 
anyways, so the correct check, it, took, it was a two-week process, including one, one seven-day period where every call I made to Safeco Field was not returned. I finally received the uh, correct check uh, in the mail yesterday, and the next process for me is to mail it to the mortgage company. The mortgage company only accepts overnight FedEx packages. Obviously. Because they don't have a way... The, otherwise, you have to send it to their P.O. Box clearinghouse, which they can't guarantee that the mail will be turned within uh, 30 days. So if you want them to get the check and sign it and send it back to you, like, say, in a week, you have to overnight FedEx it to their office. So you have to pay uh, $3 in postage. And we're okay, to I'm glad you. you brought that up. How much do you think sending a check in an envelope overnight FedEx costs? Now, I'm sending it to a mortgage company that's headquartered in Illinois. Is it signed on receipt or anything weird like that? No, there's no, there was no, I mean, it has a tracking number, but there's no requirement that it has say, to be signed. I will say $3, but I'm guessing that's low. $24. $37. Uh, what they suggested I do is they said send us the mail overnight and then buy a second overnight returned envelope made out to yourself and then we'll put the sign check in that and send it back to you. So I had typed out a note because you have to put a reference number on there and then I had typed out please see enclosed envelope uh, to send the check you know, back to me. Well I went to the UPS store $37 later I, I, I said um, the guy said, well, do you want to do the return envelope? And I was like, F, no, I don't. I'm not going to spend right. $75. So I just took a pen and very cheaply scratched out on my piece of paper the line that said, see enclosed envelope, and just sent it to them so they can mail it back to me, standard mail. That's My eyes would have glazed over about like a quarter away from that process. <laughs> it was I just told him, just eat a dick. <laughs> I just hung up. Yeah, I... I uh, I'm, I understand they're overwhelmed, but I will say that other insurance companies, State well, Farm, they, they've set up the tent. They've set up the trailer right. right outside the neighborhood. You can go get this done on site. Safeco stayed up in Seattle for this one. Did you tell them? Did you compare it to Katrina when you called them, too? <laughs> did, you, did you say, hey, it's a Katrina zone down here? Um, just judging by the name of my adjuster, that probably would not have it would, been. Wouldn't have gone over well. A it started well received. Ended with an X. Line of humor. Did it start with L A? Los Angeles. I don't understand what yeah. you're talking about. L A X. Yeah, I don't know where. I don't know where that's uh, specifically headed. So. No, but but uh, yeah. Overall, uh, my my experience dealing with the insurance companies and contractors has been has been pretty interesting. If nothing less, it's. There's some more thunder. It's giving me some great entertainment. Big weather is scary. Big weather is scary. And then as soon as you get all this fixed, it's just going to rain and hail again, and you're going to have to go through this whole Right, well, somebody said that to me today, time. and I feel like that's that's like the most asinine way to conduct your life ever is to, to live in fear of a hailstorm. There's plenty of other things to be afraid of. My uh, next-door neighbor, because we had two hailstorms. We had a smaller one right. that came through And we may week. be having a third one tonight. Yeah. Uh, very could happen. And my vehicle is parked in front of your house, which I, I hope it just gets totaled. And I can maybe get a five-figure check that's worth nothing. But uh, I found it humorous because my next-door neighbor, who obviously their insurance company gave them a whole new roof, the second hailstorm, the roofers were literally hurrying to finish putting on the roof to get out of there before the hailstorm hit, which I took great joy in. And then, yeah, they... 
you know, threw everything in their truck and left, and within two hours, it was hailing. Wow. So, but you said they got a, they, they've already mailed you a check, your neighbors got cut a check, I've got this amazing five-figure check that I've just showed you guys. Thinking about humanity as a whole, theoretically, in the next week, I'm going to have a five-figure check deposited in my account, but then I have to wait until the roofing work is done to pay... How many people do you think that get these checks literally blow the money before they have a chance to pay the roof? 90%. <laughs> it's got to be high. It's I mean, can you imagine? High. I mean, there's there's people that, like, as soon as that money hits their account, I mean, they're, you talk about blue balls, right? I yeah, mean, their pants just explode <laughs> immediately. Yeah. There's just honey stingers shooting everywhere yeah, across absolutely. the <laughs> Runner, Never mind. I was shocked one time that my my office which is a uh i would say at the it's a smaller company but everyone is doing pretty well the payroll got messed up so our checks were going to be two days later than normal and they made they sent an email saying hey if that's going to cause you a problem come by and we'll write you like a a check and it was unbelievable the number of people that had to take that are living on the margin to that that extent yeah they could not float two days or at least they just it it reflected that security thing i don't know maybe it was just the availability of hey we'll just write you a check if you don't want to wait but it it was like it wasn't like they would write you your paycheck and then you're just it was like they're gonna write part of it and you're gonna have to pay them back like it seemed like a pain if you were just doing it just to do it Oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you guys seen the? I and mean, this is a fairly recent stat because it was in a news story. But the the percentage of Americans that literally could not come up with four hundred dollars cash, it, it's like over fifty percent. That's insane. I could. Come, oh, no. I was going to say, this guy has four hundred on him. I could come up with four hundred if I just wanted you to stop talking. I would just throw it at you. <laughs> If he wanted four hundred, he'd just run to like yeah. Prosper or something, and right, and there'd be four hundred waiting for him there. No, it, it, no, it's an alarming step, but it really did get me thinking. Uh, th- this insurance process is completely busted because, you know, and I, short of them putting the wrong mortgage company on the check, I would have a massive deposit in my bank account right now, and you, your mind starts to wander as soon as you think about that. You yeah, start thinking so about many things. well, for one. Exit one over the Red River. It's true. Windstar World Casino. You can double this thing up. Yeah. Couple couple hands of blackjack. You can just, have, have enough for the next room. Hey, just put those five figures on, on black. You got, what, like a 48% chance? That's right. That's right. Seems like pretty, good, pretty good odds to me. Yeah. Seems like a sure thing. But I think, that, I think that transitions nicely. So maybe we agreed that the insurance companies not run really well. Um, I work for one. I can tell you. They, they put you in a place of management, so yeah. obviously. Yeah, I, I have literally like 40 people that report to me. So they're making horrible mistakes on a daily basis. But, but I feel like when we're talking about companies that are run poorly, that the entire insurance industry pales in comparison to what's many in North Texas oh, are experiencing right yeah. now with Frontier Communications. Frontier leads the league and it's not even close. They're the Wilt Chamberlain of poorly run companies. <laughs> They're holding up the one-on-one yes. signs. They're screwing at least ten people on a, on a daily basis. So very, 
Literally. Um, but no, I, f- I mean, I feel like I feel like in a, in a way to drum up publicity for this episode that we'll be tweeting at Frontier Communications. Yes, I've tweeted to him from the, the Twitter account I don't even have. <laughs> but they um, and let's uh, recap here. You were not affected by this. I am a cust- I am now a, by a customer, so I was minorly affected by it. But I, my for internet, TV, or both for internet, and okay. and now I'm showing past due on a bill, but they assure me that everything's fine, even though they don't have a record yeah, they, of me they, being a customer. They, I've been down that road too. But I am. But the TV customer seems to be the one most yes. impacted. And I am not a TV customer. How about you, uh, sir? I Earl. have no connection to. You had no Verizon connection. No. Okay. Uh, other than this iPhone that I <laughs> certainly currently hold in my in my hand and now in my pocket. Otherwise, no TV or internet ties to Verizon. So I I only have rich white man stuff. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me talk about the genesis of the frontier uh, issues that many of us have had. Um, so when I moved into my house. I uh, previously had UVerse, which was great through AT&T. When I moved to my house, they did not offer UVerse, so I got Verizon FiOS, which was incredible. Like, I I spent some money. I had so the, I don't know, whatever tier of internet. I mean, you could game, you could stream, everything was great. Had the uh, Quantum TV where you can record 12 shows at once. Wow. Okay. Which... I think I hit six one time, but it was so great because you never had to worry about it. You just set anything you want to record. The uh, capacity of the DVR was enormous. Um, Great. Meanwhile, there's a guy in a tent city (laughs) under 45 eating a can of beans and franks. Meanwhile, less than half of the U.S. could even come up with $400. And Dave can record 12 shows at one time. He's just recording... <laughs> recording Judge Judy yeah. on loop just because I can. Yeah, just for the fun of it. I had all three C-SPANs recording yeah. the entire day. All the HD and non-HD <laughs> yes. channels yes. at the same time. Um, no, so... I, uh... With no warning, like, they literally, like, two days before said... Hey, by the way, in two days you're going to be a Frontier Communications customer. That sounds terrible. Yes. They were apparently buying uh, Verizon all their Fios accounts. I don't know if they did anything with mobile, but TV and Internet, Frontier got all that. Um, And, yeah, it just happens one day. So, no service interruption. Like, the TV still worked. But immediately you can't log into your Verizon account which is key to this story. Right. Um, the Verizon app no longer works, which they had a great app. You could you know, watch TV on it, record, like set stuff to record from work, all that stuff. What you would expect to be able to do from a uh, cable app, the Frontier app, which they have, and is skinned to look the exact same, only has zero functionality. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> um, so I you know, go to pay my bill, well, you know, just do like whatever I always paid on the 15th. Go to pay it. Like I said, you can't even log into your Verizon account. It says you, tells you to go to Frontier. Go to Frontier. Try to create an account. Can't do that. Try to do like a, I forgot my account to see if they 
merged, you know, if they already set up an account for me. Right. Can't do that. So I have to call their number, which I hate going through. Oh, the last thing you want to do is talk to a person. (laughs) And um, so I call there, and I will say this. A lot of companies always claim, like, their customer service is better because it's not automated. But if you're speaking to a person that is following the same decision tree as an automated message, it's not any better. Yeah, if if the person you're talking to does not have the autonomy to make an actual decision, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Essentially, all you're doing is the same thing as an automated message, only it's not like a pleasant voice. It's not a voice actor they hired. Yes. It's someone that... And the human is like 30 times dumber than yes. just the automated voice that you would right. speak with. Right, absolutely. So I very concisely and clearly explained the issue. They immediately asked for my phone number. So I give that to them. They're like, well, we don't have an account associated with that phone number, which is what I just explained Seems to them. Seems problematic. Then they say, well, what is your Frontier account number? And I go back to... I'm not a Frontier customer. This just happened. I don't have any bills. I don't have anything. So go through the whole thing. They finally give me an account number. I'm able to set up an account. So I go in there and was pleasantly surprised to see that the bill was the same amount as my Verizon bill. So I pay it and uh, I move on. Two days later... When I found that their app was trash, I was trying to record a uh, Mavs playoff game. This was several not, weeks ago. Not, not very many of those. <laughs> yeah. And so I go back online to see if I can do it from uh, their you know full desktop website. And I noticed that there's now another charge in there for like $30 that was due yesterday. I've never even heard of Frontier Communications. I mean, this seems so... Had- Backwoods, like it's well, just straight out of the area code 903 or something. I've, pull, I've pulled up their website, and what I'm struck by is there's two large messages, uh, one in a yellow bar and one in a blue bar across the top of the screen. The first one says, Verizon customers transitioning to Frontier may receive their April bill up to 15 days later than usual. For those customers who receive their bill later than expected, we'll adjust the due date to allow enough time for payment, and well, you will not receive a late fee. And then the second one says, we're working hard to finish the transition of all video on demand. Many of the most popular titles are available using search. And the vast majority of titles, including ones you've previously purchased, will be available soon. I should just say... So, sorry for all that money you spent. We have no idea where those videos went. Yeah, it should just say, you are effed. (laughs) Anytime a company of this size has to uh, put two alert messages about problems on their website... Things, that's a sign that things are not going particularly yeah, things well. Things have not not gone well at all, I don't think. So, uh, so I, what can I do? It was due yesterday. There's this nothing bogus, you can this do. bogus charge. You have so, a late fee. You're a so day late. I pay it, and I'm like, all right, when I have more time, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to deal with them again. I like, I had enough. I was, I was going to treat them like a defunct uh, roofing company if I had to uh, <laughs> get a shotgun and go there myself. You should have called Jason. I believe that was a fence company, sir. Oh, yeah. Company, you should have called Jason, his guy Jason, who would have worked all this out for you. Yeah, he might have <laughs> even probably he owned. eaten a steak and worked it out for you. Yeah, you would have owned Frontier.com right now. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, so I just paid it. 
So I log in uh, four days later because I'm gonna gonna get a contact number, a customer service email, something. And so this is all in the span of seven days. I paid my you know normal Verizon amount, which is a little over two hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Then all right. Paid the thirty dollar bogus charge. And so then four days after that, I'm logging in, and it says I now have a bill for 250-something dollars that was due yesterday again. They have no idea what's going on. They had some kind of prop bet about how many days in a row you'd send them a payment before (laughs) you did something. Clearly. So I'm at work, so they have the... uh, the uh, chat feature for their customer service, so, which which I prefer. I do too. I absolutely do. Those even tell work you this. Though? Yes, they do. I work can tell you that. You have like a record if you uh, if things go horribly wrong and you need. Just, you and I don't know. It. Can I, you type cuss words in the chat? Uh, you or does type. It, whatever do they turn you want into to. stars or do they actually stay? Now, now I've worked with this with I've dealt with this with AT and T and with Dish Network when I've had issues, and both times. Dish Network. Yeah. I thought you were doing well. And Dish has never failed me at all. But anyway, I've used the chat feature, and both times kind of go back and forth, and you feel like the response you're getting is very generic, like you're typing in something and there's some sort of algorithm that's running that says, oh, that sounds like a pretty good problem. Let me see if I can help you. Like I've literally asked, are you an actual person? Yes, I'm an actual person. My name is... Tammy, or which you know, whatever, what which is what the bot would have said. Maybe so, but I think I got to the point where I realized I was dealing with a human being. Did you but, go, Tammy, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Describe for me in ten words or less what you're wearing right now. Um, but I've had great success with that. I, I totally prefer that over the phone oh, call I, back and forth and all you know I, all that nonsense. I completely agree, and the chat feature was only. Uh, only a problem here because it was Frontier, which is an absolute trash company. <laughs> yeah, because you probably had Ranjit or Chad <laughs> dealing with you. That's who I was talking to on the phone the first time. Um, okay. So <laughs> I, I'm in the chat, and uh, of course, you know, this is takes forever, and I'm telling them that uh, I, you know, I'm going through, I'm like, hey, I've, I've paid you guys like four days in a row here. And now it says I have this another charge, which is more than my Verizon bill ever was, and um, and it's you know three days after I just paid you, so they go back and forth and oh let me look it up and they go through their whole bit and then ultimately they say yeah we can't help you you should call this number we can't tell you anything about any of these charges, so I call the number which is the generic customer service number on their their website like you don't even get a direct line right. to someone right so i go through there i'm on the phone for 47 minutes and at the end after going through the whole thing with this guy he says we don't know what to tell you <laughs> our billing system hasn't been migrated yet so <laughs> i can't this is... see anything you're talking about <laughs> Um, and I, I will say this: Don't ever, because I was, I was gonna uh, actually, you know, just keep it and send it to you guys to laugh about. I tried to screen capture while you're on the phone. Don't do that because it hangs up. Oh no! <laughs> so really? Yeah. So the guy's telling me that 
they can't do anything. And I don't know if there was a second part to that because I tried to screen capture it and hung up on him. Wow. <clears throat> well, this whole process is why ISIS hates us. <laughs> Because we can't migrate our billing systems was, from one provider to another. But it does, it does seem like if you if you tried to think of the worst possible way to do a big migration, that they pretty much nailed it on every front. They didn't oh. communicate on the front end. They didn't migrate the billing system. Wouldn't that be the most important thing to bring across when you're migrating? A, People would be able to pay for your services? Well, how, or you how about you'd be able to collect and make money on your services right. too? Right, But no, I mean, and, and just to just to second what... what Dave said uh, my bill usually got auto-drafted uh, in the first half of the month. Uh, here we are at the tail end of the month, and uh, still nothing. Still nothing. Wow. Uh, so maybe, you know, either I'm uh, getting free internet. Uh, you can't access it because the uh, pass key is a little bit too difficult to put in. <laughs> no, it's 39 characters. That's why it's not even worth trying to put well, it we in believe in. I mean, we believe in high security here. I, uh, I did want to mention, I, I forgot the last part of this uh, Frontier Saga. So I called back because the bill, like I said, I can go in and see the details, and it literally looks like they're charging me, just going to charge me $30 more for the exact same services going forward. So I go in, and I'm telling um, another person that on the chat, this was uh, yesterday, and she's like, well, let me see what I can do. Of course, again, she can't find my bill. So I basically tell her it's the exact same service. I'm just getting charged more now. And she's like, well, here's what I can do. I can offer you, and she, you know, everything has a name, extreme HD package and all With that electrolyte? Stuff. Yeah. With more molecules? <laughs> exactly. So she sends me, like, this list of, like, six, you know, crazy names like that. And, like, well, we can offer you these six services, and it'll essentially get your bill back down to where it was with Verizon. So I asked the obvious question of, is that any different than what I was uh, getting before? Are any of my services changing? And she directs me to, hey, here's a list of the, you know, whatever 600 channels. Why don't you review them and see if they're the channels you're getting oh, now? Oh, sure. <laughs> Let me just index all of that. Did you tell her what your hourly rate is for that? So I basically, and it was so funny, is because I had my bill that had the services I have now. And I asked her, I was like, these are the services I have now. Are they the same? And she goes, I can't tell you that. So then I went back. I was like, well, am I still getting this? And sent them one at a time. And she said yes to all six. But wouldn't, so that's the latest wow. is now I'm, I believe, getting the same services, but a cheaper uh a cheaper price. Well, why are you why are you bringing up on your computer <laughs> Amon Shumpert's dingus? Well, well, one, it's the theme of the show, and two, when he started talking about unique packages, it draw it jogged something in my mind. It wouldn't be fair to our show's listeners who come to expect us if we to didn't touch least, the sports page. If we didn't at least touch the sports page. Well, I don't care how big Amon Shepard's dick is. He's not worth the mid-level exemption. So whatever's Cleveland's paying him, it's too much. But congratulations on your your new baby and your giant black dog. Let's move to another page, so, please. So, so if we were gonna if we were gonna have the forty-yard dash hypothetical, but you were rolling around with that. Oh man. There's no way. He, he basically would just be pole vaulting for 40 <laughs> yards. Okay, can I say? He had, he had to know, right? Like that, that was going to happen? No, that picture. Like, when oh, he took oh it, when he took it? Yeah. 
Well, I think his girlfriend took it, but she knew. Because she put emojis on there that would indicate that she knew it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the uh, eggplant emoji. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure <laughs> she <not>. knows. <laughs> because he's holding a child that yeah, she, she knows. She excreted from her body. <laughs> Which was probably pretty easy. After. <laughs> probably so. Probably just walked right out, I yeah, would say. Yeah, if they had twins, they would have just slid out beside each other holding hands. Oh, just strolled right out. Yeah. All right, well, hey. Stay hard to her uterus. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Well, we're, we're running a little a little behind on time, but I know there was, a, there was at least one more issue that, that Dave was sharing with us off air, which was kind of a, a funny story, a work story, that I know we wanted to get to before we... Oh, yes. No, I, uh, I recently had the, uh, the very odd work situation where a, uh, a young woman that, uh, that I hired... In, Whoa. Uh, uh, she uh, came in my office. Okay. <laughs> Is that how okay. she got hired? <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. She arrived at my office. Yeah, it's an odd interview technique <laughs> for sure. But hey, good good for you though. Absolutely. And uh, was just like the most distraught, just red faced, uh, crying, like uh, just very intensely uh, crying. And I couldn't think of a reason for anyone to be that upset other than I know her, her fiancé was taking a flight that morning. And oh, my, no. So we, are we thinking the well, worst here? That, that was, with the way she was reacting, I couldn't imagine anything other than that making her react that way. Uh, come to find out, it was actually that her dog had gone to the vet for a simple... Uh, getting some teeth pulled, and apparently the vet uh, gave the dog a little too much anesthesia. Oh, no. And the dog died. It was a small dog, I assume. It wasn't like a mastiff or anything. But it happened that day. It happened in what was... And then she came into work. No, it was... She dropped it off at the vet, got the call. Got the call? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I will say this. she When she first came in, in this state, she said um, the vet had called and told her that the dog's heart stopped beating while they were doing the teeth pull, but they were working to resuscitate it, and they would let her know what happened. And in She'd my, be making a call while that's going on? That was what I was thinking. <laughs> she said that, and she kind of had a glimmer of hope, and I was thinking, they don't They're, call during no, no, that no. moment. They're trying to no. level it and slowly no. break the news. If you receive a phone call and the word resuscitate <laughs> is ever mentioned, things are not going well. At all. No. And then they called like a few minutes later. So as a manager, how do you handle that? Were were you more focused on the work that needed to be accomplished that day? No, I was was very understanding. I couldn't understand how broken up she was, but I was understanding, which led to the next week having to sign a pet sympathy card for her, which I don't know what to say about... Like, I don't know what to write in the, like, retirement or birthday work cards. You just sign your name. Much less That's the... It. Yeah, I, I, go with this, I go with the same policy. Much less the, a dog I have no knowledge of die. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, uh, it was just a, it was an odd moment for me in my uh, young career of managing people. So I have, uh, I have a similar experience. Wow. It was not an employee... It was a, a friend who lost a small dog in the exact same fashion. 
went wow. in for. So this is a common thing. Do we this... need to like start? Do vets have schools? Do they go? To yeah. Do you have to? <laughs> I don't think so. To do to so. do dog anesthesia, do I you have to like, get any training? I think it's like tent city, Arby's, <laughs> and dog anesthesia. Those are your three. Three categories. Okay. A little bowl of Knob Creek. And That's like, it. Just drink as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll see how this goes. I'll pull this t- this dog tooth out. Okay. This, so this is ah, this is such a bad story, but such a combination of just insanity on the same day. So I have a friend. She had a very small dog. Went in to have a tooth pulled. Same thing happened. Got a call that. Um, they were doing CPR on the dog. The, dog. the dog had been put under. There were complications. And I think they laid it out to her that they, I don't know, they were maybe trying to resuscitate the, the dog. Con- they Conrad sure Murray was the dog's yes. doctor. Yes. They'd given it the horse tranquilizer and maybe it wasn't going to make it. Okay, you ready to compound the sadness of this story? And then we're going to bring it up at the end. Okay. Okay, so uh, my friend who gets this news that her dog is basically at death's door. When she gets this news, it's after the this, this service has taken place. Another friend of ours, this is completely tragic, and I don't want to bring everybody down. So you're about to make a joke about something. No, 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 this is not a joke. Why, I have to why be, are you smiling? I have to be serious. <laughs> why are you smile. laughing? Because I'm a happy, happy person. <laughs> okay. Um, another friend had a child okay. who had a heart condition and passed away after like seven months old passed away okay we are we've already attended the funeral which is the saddest thing i've ever attended in okay, my life for the child. No, you, there was no service for the dog no no no. okay no, this was for the child okay. and then after but but okay the child had a heart condition they weren't going to live very long it wasn't like uh oh my god what happened it was people knew this was going to happen anyway we've gone to the service it's the saddest thing ever it's after the service like with the family or whatever my a friend, she gets this call about her dog. So compounding on her friend has just lost a child. Now she's about to lose a dog, which finds out. Well, she already lost the dog, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, but we know within like an hour or so later that the dog has passed away because the doctor is over-anesthetized. Am I saying that right? And the resuscitation well, efforts none. failed. I'm close. I'm That's close a good, there. No, you nailed it. Okay. You crushed it. So, so tragic baby death. Not near as tragic, but still unexpected dog death. Okay, so now we're leaving the service. We're heading back home. Well, <laughs> He's laughing. My wife and I... You're laughing on the way home from a child's funeral. No, no, we're not, I'm not laughing on the way You're home. You're laughing right now. I'm laughing at the fact that we're driving home. All this has happened. All this has transpired. But I've got like $150 invested in, in Metallica tickets. <laughs> For a show, for a show at the AAC. So here's what I did in one day in November of 2004. I went to a very young child's tragic funeral, which I cried like uncontrollably. You don't have to justify it. No, no, no. I'm just saying I know the people that had the kid. I only, you know, interacted with the kid after it was newly born and stuff like that. Otherwise, you know, whatever. But okay, go to a funeral where the coffin is the size of this little table that we're looking at is and see how you do. So cried uncontrollably. Friend's dog dies tragically, but you know what? 150 bucks and 150 bucks and Metallica only comes through town like every five years or so. So I'm going to this effing concert. James Hatfield would approve. And I did. And I 
rock the F out <laughs> for about two and a half hours that night. So, well, would you so agree you that go. it's probably what the dog would have wanted? Oh, there's no question that the dog and the kid, everybody looking down from heaven and up from hell would have wanted what I did, which was to enjoy a little uh, Godsmack and Metallica doubleheader wow. on that on that great night. So, wow. That's the one of the most full throttle days of my entire life. Well, if we could stay on the music page for just a second, I and I believe it was in our last episode we briefly touched on David Bowie and yes. the tragic passing of Prince, but uh, the the tributes are rolling in, and, and a lot of them say you know just exactly what you just said, which is you know man, there's going to be a heck of a concert up in heaven. But my thought is. We're going to need some bouncers to start passing away here on Earth or security for that. Yeah, concert is going to be a real problem. People aren't going to be able to get in. <laughs> right. We're going to need some ticket takers to start dying I here. Agree. We're going to need some bouncers to start dropping it. Probably a promoter. I, I'm going to touch a lighting guy, perhaps. Just real quickly. I Prince, a lot of respect there. I've seen Purple Rain, you know, but I think he was a bit overly tributed after his, his sudden passing, especially... During the NBA on TNT broadcast, where the whole pregame to Mavs Thunder was just a tribute to Prince. You know, it's fine to mention him, but are we going to have the whole studio in purple? And are we going to spend 15 minutes talking about, basically just saying, oh wow, didn't expect Prince to die? Oh, now let's take you immediately to tip off for Mavs Thunder. No, I need a little bit of pregame there. We're here for a sporting event. I understand there's a guy who could sing and play guitar who was five foot two that died, but I need a little bit of build up to this uh, NBA playoff game. Well, as the as this information's come in, the uh, the point of intrigue for me was definitely the save shot that he required the oh, shot yes. to the heart, the Pulp Fiction shot. Yeah, <laughs> apparently didn't take. <laughs> or maybe they forgot to stab him three times. Maybe so. <laughs> Well, Dave, Dave our, our resident prop betters here, what would it take monetarily to uh, let one of us give you the same shot? shot? <laughs> and I will be drawing the dot like in Pulp Fiction too. Was uh, what would happen for a save shot on a non-OD person? Would that kill you? I think your heart would just explode. Okay, so I have to OD I'm on something first. Well, I feel like if you, if it's really going to be a save shot, you have to be being saved from something. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a shot. That's true. What if I was like, just like falling off the building? <laughs> Would that work? I don't think it quite works. It doesn't save you that way. No. It's not like it's not like in a video game. Well, I'll, t- I'll no. tell you what. Uh, not to make things too sportsy, but Kari Lettinen could have used the same shot in the third period of the uh, game against the Wild. Yeah, I'm that was not gonna well, lie. But yeah. hey, when the Wild did the overly done Prince tribute, we knew they weren't they weren't winning. No, there's no way. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, China completely overlooked. She got about 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. that morning in the news. But she, yeah. will, she will fill the bouncer void for the, the heavenly concert. The uh, so. female bouncer void, maybe. Yes. Uh, so we got that going. And the failed porno career <laughs> void. If you That's weren't. Not that I any, have any familiarity with that. Just by <laughs> asking a friend. You've heard about it. Yeah, I've heard about You've it. Heard about so it. if you had to watch one in the entirety, and it was the China video or the Hulk Hogan video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would say Hulk Hogan, and it's really not close. Yeah, because it's real uh, 
grainy and black and white and all that, and you can just Oh, kinda... I seem to have a lot of I, knowledge. Yeah, I haven't seen either. I've seen the TMZ version of I it. I just want to imagine Hulk Hogan just saying brother a lot during the <laughs> during the lovemaking. And... He hulks up for the, the big finish. Yeah, if you will. If you will. I only know Hulk Hogan really has thunder lips from Rocky 3. Rocky You're missing out. Yeah, apparently so. Well, I guess if Hulk Hogan ever visited Dave at his office, then uh, he could say that Hulk came to came in his office. Yeah, I guess so. I, I messed that up. I was trying really yeah. hard. And I messed it up. Great delivery. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty much the calling card of the show at this point. Is, I think so. I, I think we've officially started to lose steam. It's okay though. I think we 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 put a put a solid episode together. Uh, episode six. We're deep now into the. Uh, is this six or five? No, this is six. This is six. I can. Are I, you sure? Uh, no, it says uh, episode five. Okay, so I want to make sure we didn't get ahead of ourselves. As a as a, uh, as a famous broadcaster once said, I want to apologize to all my fans out there. Yeah. So next episode, are we going to discuss the Nisha call, or <laughs> what, what time do we get to that? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> that was a great. It was a great joke for a very few. Uh, well, actually, sure. not a very few. It was a, it was a good podcast humor too. Yeah. That was a serial reference. Uh, guess you never got around to that. No, no but I do I think haven't. I do think in our next episode we need to get back on the TV page. We need to get back uh, discussing good TV, good shows. Game of Thrones talk. I, I think uh, I've never seen one episode of Game of Neither Thrones. Neither have I. So it should, it should be a great. Point I could of do the. Uh, I could do the Junior Miller style lost talk and just mention Saeed a lot. And just transmitter and, uh, all the time. Yeah, Transmitters and submarines. See if we could fight through it. That actually might be a good exercise. Is just try to have a Game of Thrones segment with none of us. Well, Dave's watched Game of it's Thrones. It's an it's an incredible show. Let's watch. It's like ten episodes a season, right? I, right? I don't know. I have to ask yes. the person who's watch, watched it. Watch season one. So let's watch all fifty episodes before we do another <laughs> podcast. Let's that see would how be they incredible. go. That well, unfortunately, my ability to watch Game of Thrones is tied to Dave getting his Frontier Communications situation worked out because I'm uh, borrowing his HBO Go account. Hey, maybe that you can win that to me as well. Uh, you know what? Maybe I will. If so, you watch Game of Thrones, I'll let you have. So, in uh, in summary for today's episode, deal. we've covered insurance fraud and uh, content piracy through sharing of the HBO Go app. So, I think that's a really good place for us unexpected to unexpected deaths and heavy metal concerts. Uh, yes, and humor and unexpected deaths. I was not laughing at that. I was laughing just merely at the fact that once we're out of a tragic funeral, the next thing I want to see is Lars Ulrich <laughs> just pounding on the drums. And I wanted to do that that day. We might as well. Well, I think that's a good place. That's a good place to stop because uh, ethically, I just don't feel like I can continue after uh, hearing those comments. Pretty much agree. Pretty much preparing my resignation letter at this point. So remember, Twitter three underscore eleven Glenn Tommy two underscore zero. Give us uh, another uh, six to eight weeks and uh, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Give us some ideas, comments. Send us butt pictures. Whatever you want to do. Dong pics. We're 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 pretty accepting of anything. I'm an ass man. So, all right, let's end it there.